Welcome to Building Reddit. I'm your host, Ryan H. Lewis. Information security is one of the most important things to most software companies. Their product is literally the ones and zeros that create digital dreams. Ensuring that the code and data associated with that software is protected is of the utmost importance. Reddit is a software company. And in February of this year, we dealt with a security incident where attackers gained access to some of our systems. In this episode, I wanted to understand how the incident unfolded, how we recovered, and how Reddit is even more secure today. To do this, I spoke with Chad. He's the manager of Reddit's Security Operations Center, or SOC. I prefer to call it the Security Intelligence Center with more senior folks that are digging into uh, the details of incidents. We have different security pillars as well. So we have application security and infrastructure or cloud security side. We have our corporate security group. And so it's definitely a team effort, but a lot of the uh, incident response comes back to my team. On February 5th, 2023, Chad was at home enjoying a peaceful Sunday afternoon. It was a typical weekend, slow and nothing really going on until that evening when uh, we had a whole bunch of users start reporting in through email, as well as our Slack channel, say, hey, this phishing looks different than most of them that we see. It's not Steve Huffman asking for gift cards to the Apple store. Reddit employees were notifying the security team of a potential internal phishing attack. And it's pretty quiet normally on the weekends. We don't have a lot of users asking security questions on the weekend. So when that channel starts going crazy on a Sunday afternoon, it, it catches attention. Aside from Slack notifications, the security team uses an on-call schedule to ensure that there's always someone around. Many of our teams have different on-call schedules. And then the, the leads of all the different pillars, including myself, participate in a second on-call schedule as well. So yes, I have two different on-call rotations responding to things through the middle of the night. Um, unfortunately, our team's not big enough um, through security to uh, have follow the sun. So we, we rely upon pager duty and uh, getting up at night. With what appeared to be an active phishing attack, the security team went into action. We created an incident, started paging other people to say, hey, this is interesting. Let's all get on the phone and uh, make sure we look into it. And it was great. We actually had probably close to 12 people on the phone looking at the incident, reviewing data um, before the first user entered their credentials onto the site. So we had actually a, a pretty broad cross-functional team already looking at what was going on and discussing how best we uh, move forward with this incident even before the first credentials were exposed. Reddit employees provided all the information that security needed to start investigating. They were all receiving the same text message that read, your Reddit corp timetable has changed. View your new schedule at reddit-sso.com. If you didn't notice, the URL that was in the text message isn't an actual Reddit domain. Some investigation into that domain started to surface more details. A new domain created just a few hours earlier with new SSL certificates just created with a domain with Reddit in the name, that was extra suspicious. So we have some tools in the background that we can use to anonymously go view that page. We had identified, hey, this is amazingly close, pretty much identical to our normal Okta login. And uh, of course it was. So these actors are known to use a just a reverse proxy. So they're sending the actual web page back to us. 
So it does look identical because it is the actual page. They're just acting as a man in the middle to capture all information um, sent back and forth. And there were more clues that this was a man in the middle attack. Specifically, timing of when credentials are entered versus when those are sent to our official page. So we had a Using those anonymous tools, we quickly entered some fake credentials into the site that looked real. And when those appear instantaneously into our real web page, that gives us some heads up of what's happening. So that also allowed us to kind of see what the attacker infrastructure looked like. As we've entered different fake credentials, we could see um, different IP addresses being used by the attackers to come in and test those credentials. When responding to an attack like this, the Reddit security team relies on cyber attack incident frameworks. There's multiple frameworks we work with. So I like to use the uh, Lockheed Martin cyber kill chain. That's given that the kind of sets up, here's how to look at an attack from start to end. We also use the MITRE attack framework that basically has different tactics and techniques that attackers tend to use. So we can look in the logs for specific identifications. In this case, it's uh, was very similar to the online operations kill chain that Meta just released, where it was less of a malicious exploit. It was a some simple reconnaissance to know that Reddit uses Okta and an identity attack, which you see a lot during the uh, online operations misinformation, you know, campaigns and things like that. But um, once you had an identity attack, you just log in, you walk through the front door with a, with a valid badge. And so that's the danger of a lot of phishing attacks. While the security team was investigating the text message and domain, the attack entered a new phase when they heard from another Reddit employee. So an employee just sent us an email that said, um, by the way, this is a phishing attack. And I had entered my credentials into the web page and um, immediately went out and changed the password which was a great step. And during the password change process, disconnected all remote sessions. So they responded quickly in that regard to, to change their passwords. And there was interesting because they were, they were fearful that their computer could be compromised because of that. So they had shut off their computer um, when in fact their computer was not involved at all during the attack. You know, they had entered the credentials um, on the East Coast time. This was getting later in the evening. So they'd enter their credentials on their phone and actually messed up the credentials the first time, entered the correct password the second time, and then went through and um, completed the multi-factor authentication step because they were trying to log in to find out what had changed with their schedule. Just so happens that employee was also going on call that coming week. So it makes sense why they were like, why is my schedule changing? I'm supposed to be on call. What's happening? Hearing that a Reddit employee had entered their credentials into the phishing site confirmed that it was a legitimate attack. So the security team moved into the next phase of incident response. So we had already started looking at all passwords or every every account that people were trying to put in. So we were tracking, hey, these are the fake accounts that we know that we put in. These look like they're legitimate accounts. But we had some employees that also decided to enter fake accounts or information on the page just to see what happens. So they recognize those phishing. They're just playing around with it. So that kind of slowed down our efforts to determine what's legitimate, what's fake. For our one employee that successfully entered their credentials, we then quickly pivoted to say, okay, what did they have access to? Let's go make sure we pull all the logs from the different systems to see how quickly the attackers were able to work. 
So there was a period of time between when they entered their successful credentials and completed the multi-factor authentication before they logged in successfully to the real web page and were able to go in and change their password. And so during that period of time is when the, the actor was able to work very quickly. And uh, basically the way they work, so there's different names for, for this group, but they love working with Okta because they can log into the Okta dashboard and immediately see here's everything that the user has access to. And so from their end, once they get that real Okta session, they hit that dashboard and they just click, 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 click as fast as they can through all the different applications available to that user. What that does, it creates a session token to each one of those different applications. So even though the user changed their password and logged out of existing sessions, that worked great for Okta and blocking new access, but the attacker already had those new sessions created to the plethora of applications that the user had access to. And even though the security team knew the attacker had gained access to those systems, they were limited in what they could do. So Okta leverages the system for cross-domain identity management or SKIM to provision accounts and deprovision accounts in different systems. Unfortunately, the majority of our applications are not SKIM enabled. So even though the user changes their passwords and logs out of sessions, if another application is not SKIM enabled, Okta cannot communicate to say, go kill your sessions. And so we were reviewing logs for, for all the applications just to make sure, hey, even if you're SKIM enabled, did Okta successfully kill sessions? Was there a session active when the termination command came across? And for other applications, in our, our case, um, GitHub is one of those applications, as well as um, we have a, a data repository, gives access to some of our advertiser type of information, business information internally. And so that, that system also was not SKIM enabled. So those attacker sessions were able to remain in place. So at 2 a.m. in the morning, we're trying to page other teams to say, we have a problem. We need help making sure we uh, terminate all these sessions. Since the employee with the compromised account had already changed their password and killed remote Okta sessions, the termination of other application sessions effectively ended the intrusion. This meant that Chad could finally get some sleep. I think I went and took a nap around 10 or 11 a.m. Monday morning. So a team of us worked through the night, and that's where the incident response really, having a large group, I'll respond. So at that point, you start taking turns. Hey, I'm going to go take a few hours nap, and then we set up rotating incident commander so that uh, we always had somebody on working with different teams that people could you know, catch some sleep. So the initial sprint was over by Monday morning. But of course, we were still running pretty fast um, through the probably Tuesday afternoon where we were working to review the logs, make sure we had full understanding of exactly what happened during the attack. That teamwork continued on as the task before Reddit was to understand the impact of the attack. I think in the end, before it was over, we had over 100 people helping with the incident. Um, so that grew through Sunday night through Monday. As we realized what had happened, a lot of people get involved. It is not a, a single person or even a single team during an incident like this. It becomes a, a company response. And so we had to delegate. So application owners had to go pull logs. Basically, we could provide specific indicators, look for 
this information in the logs and then report back. So, you know, we're curious, you know, what was accessed in the application? Was there any writes or uploads into the system or was it only reading data or downloading? Um, so those are different actions. So we had to respond differently based on that. We were fortunate. Uh, the the user that um, entered their phishing internet credentials into the phishing page did not have right access to many of the applications that remained. For instance, the attackers tried to upload modules into Slack. Well, the user was not a Slack admin that failed, so they couldn't upload new apps. We saw that it, that attempted. We had email logs, so we could see that they tried to cover their tracks when logging into a new IP address or Okta, emailing the user to say, hey, you just logged in um, from a suspicious device. The attackers went in and deleted those specific emails. So in our case, there was no code uploaded, no actual exploitation or malicious code ran on our systems. But in the short time the attackers had access, they were able to download some information from different systems. Reviewing the logs was no simple task, and it took the team around two weeks to complete. Mostly because there is a large effort to review and, and look for any PII data. Additionally, since um, there was some source code that was exfiltrated, we had to go through and, and review every line of that source code to say, was there any security keys or their tokens, uh, any secrets? Was there anything in the source code itself that could uh, harm Reddit? We had pretty comprehensive logs. We could go back and see exactly what the attackers had done. So that gave us a lot of confidence. By disconnecting the attackers quickly, they had very little time to attempt exploits or to try to break into things. And so, you know, the first few things that they tried, like uploading something into Slack, were able to block. And um, because they could not exploit code, it gave them very little um, room to have a backdoor or move laterally to other, other systems or access any of our production computers. Um, it was all business side Reddit internal systems that they could get access to. Because of that, it made not made the log review easy, but it put it in a box of potential adversary activity. The attackers did gain access to some internal documents and internal business information, but no high-risk data was accessed, like payment details, financial info, account passwords, or other non-public data. So with the investigation completed, I asked Chad what steps could be taken to prevent attacks like this in the future. Essentially, you want to use phishing-resistant multi-factor authentication. We had this on our roadmap, unfortunately, for many months. And it's crazy how a good incident can help you turn that crank faster, get projects done. Um, so we were in the planning phases of implementing several technology changes. For identity, Okta has two different modes. One is Okta Classic that we were using and Okta Identity Engine. Okta Identity Engine allows us to leverage behaviors of systems. Hey, a uh, login just occurred at a geographic location that's further than it's possible to travel. The velocity is, is too great, for instance, or they're logging in from a, a brand new device. Um, those behavioral style detections, Okta could identify us, but with Okta Classic, it was hard for us to leverage those to prevent the logins. So we quickly you know, pushed through another project to turn on Identity Engine, OIE, to leverage those behavioral identifiers. 
that allows us to block logins where known bad behaviors are present in that login, new login session. So there, there are some things on the technology side that we can do to help prevent that. The other piece is automating session disconnects. So we had to page other teams to say, help us manually kill sessions. And we're an engineering company. Single sign-on is great, but single sign-off is just as good. So automating those, those sign-outs across all the different applications is definitely a project that we've undertaken to make sure that that happens. For companies that want to do more to prepare for phishing attacks, he also had these suggestions. These attacker toolkits are out there. So yes, this group has customized toolkits and has some custom tools that they, that they leverage, but all companies can go test this out themselves. Their red teams can stand up a phishing page that looks identical and, and try to fish users. In, in, in our case, um, we did that after the incident. You know, let's go stand up the, the attacker tools. Let's see what it looks like. I mentioned deploying Okta Identity Engine. For Okta customers, that's a great move. Um, there's, there's some gotchas. It's a newer technology from Okta, but there's things that can be done in that regard. Reducing the number of things on the Okta dashboard. So everything doesn't have to be an Okta tile. That makes it super easy for, for somebody outside the company, if they get access to credentials, to click right through every single tile. So you can reduce that footprint a little bit to hide certain applications. Phishing resistant authentication, WebAuthn is one of those, one of those pieces. Companies should go do that. You know, the idea of, of a text message with a, with a code, which we were not using in Reddit, if, but that's gone by the wayside. And we know attackers are just annoying users. They'll call you at 2 a.m. many times. So quite a few companies have posted um, specific indicators of compromise or IOCs online. Since this is an identity-based attack, the methods that they're using, you know, standing up the, uh, the reverse proxy phishing pages to look just like yours, the domain names that are pretty common, dash SSO, dash VPN, are, are very common. So companies can go register those domain names ahead of time preemptively. It just makes it, it doesn't mean that they're not going to pick some different domain name, but it makes it a little bit easier for end users to say that one looks suspicious when they see it in a, in a text message. Unfortunately, the IP addresses are super easy to change. They're very low fidelity. And so using just the IP address is not a good indicator of attack. When, when this attacker group, if we believe it's the same, same act, actor, when they do get into an environment and they can plant malicious code, there's a lot of indicators that we can trigger off of. But um, just on the surface at just the identity phase, it's very difficult to, uh, to stop that piece. Even if they are using the same tools, unless you have full ownership of your authentication infrastructure all on your own, it's difficult to prevent that. So that's where you go back to the, the web auth in, phishing resistant, multi-factor authentication, and uh, forcing those tools to make it much harder or impossible for the identity-based attack to succeed. Chad says that the security team at Reddit is still talking about the incident today. Even though the attackers were limited in what they had access to, 
there were plenty of lessons that the company learned. And that's it for this episode. Thanks so much to Chad for talking me through what happened and everyone at Reddit that stayed up all night, analyzed logs, or responded to the incident. So what do you think? Does it sound cool to build Reddit, one of the largest sites on the internet? If so, check out our open positions at www.redditinc.com careers. And to get more behind-the-scenes info, check out Reddit's engineering blog at reddit.com slash r slash redditeng. And that's it for now. See you in the next episode of Building Reddit. Building Reddit is an official podcast from Reddit. This episode was produced by Ryan H. Lewis. Thanks for listening.